Welcome to another episode of our Coast to Court series. I'm your host, Josue Cedro, and co-hosting with me once again is Conrad Chow. How's it going? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. Uh, happy to continue our Coast to Court series, this time with Boston College Women's Basketball Edition. Uh, we uh, spoke with a very interesting player today. In fact, we did. Uh, first want to point out... Uh, Boston College versus number five Notre Dame final score Notre Dame eighty nine Boston College fifty five. We spoke with Marty Mossetti by way of Italy, who made a big decision to come to America for college four years ago. The five eight senior guard was recognized today on Senior Day, so that was pretty cool. And she also played with the U twenty Italian national team in July twenty fifteen. We talked extensively with her about differences between Italy and Boston, influential players, the season outlook, and much more. Mari, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you know, it was a tough loss, but uh, senior night tonight, or senior day. Uh, how has the experience been? It was incredible, honestly. Um, I felt really close to my teammates. Um, they did everything to make this game uh, remarkable and I think they did a good job they achieved that goal um, personally it was like nothing different from any other game but um, definitely you know like the presentation and having important people coming on the curve before the game was um, made it even more special of course and you said of how the team's been really close in what ways have you guys bonded off of uh, the basketball court um, I I don't know I think you know we just care about doing well and uh, we're all good kids fundamentally we get along with each other and we didn't have to force anything it just um, came naturally we bonded and then we you know like being on the curve definitely creates a bond and makes it even stronger so you know and also you live together 24 7 in particular during the season I would say that the combination of all these factors made us become that close for sure, there's just a couple games left uh, of the end of the season before conference tournament starts. Uh, in what ways do you want to keep improving? I mean, you can improve every day. Every day. Um, you can, you need to identify what you can control, and then you can set personal goals. You can set team goals. You can set even bigger goals. Um, you also need to make sure that you're keeping track of your improvements. But um, yeah, I mean, we have big teams coming up. Um, but we have our own goal, our main focus is keep fighting, keep fighting, keep finding ways to uh, stay up and like improve, even if we're playing against really, really good players. Um, I would say that this is the focus for now. Uh, learn how to deal with you know people punching you today. I'm very proud of our team. They were very very physical, and uh, we've been struggling with you know like giving up towards the end. I think it's a very natural uh, human behavior. You know like if you are down 20 points, it's really tough to you know keep playing. Uh, coach got on us actually the last game uh, for exactly this reason, and uh, today I'm very proud because we kept we kept our heads up till the end. So yeah. And individually, is that kind of a similar thing, just being tough? Yeah, individually, I've definitely, I mean, nobody likes to lose, but um, I've definitely learned how to become tougher and stronger and, uh, and be satisfied and happy with myself, um, even if sometimes the result doesn't look like it. Awesome. Um, actually, to that point, 
one of the things we were talking in press was that how your team, you guys didn't quit. And we've seen a few games, not only this weekend, but um, just watching basketball where it you know, gets to the third quarter, fourth quarter, and teams, the energy level dips down. You guys were consistent throughout that. Honestly, it stood out. And as outsiders, we don't watch you guys. <laughs> awesome, from, I'm glad. From usually, yeah. and then, like, honestly, like, full, full blast. Like, it, Guys had a consistent effort. And seeing the bench engage, right? The bench yeah. is so important. Sometimes uh, you know, it can be easy for some to be down, but always yeah. cheering, always energetic. Yeah, and really, I think that senior day kind of like creates an environment. You know, it should be a daily thing that everyone, you know, like cares for each other, but in particular on senior day, you feel it. And uh, at some point, really, like, I felt my teammates playing just because they wanted to do it for us. Uh, and it was great. It was really, really great. Uh, I want to take a step back a bit and talk about uh, your experience growing up in Trieste. Um, what is the high school uh, basketball in, uh, scene like uh, over there in terms of where you played and the culture that's there? It's definitely uh, different. Well, we have FIBA rules which you know, uh, are slightly different and then also we don't play for our high school team. High schools are separated from the sports team. Um, growing up, I played for my city and then I uh, went on a professional team. It was the second division back in the day and then this professional team in the first division asked me to move from my hometown to Vicenza, which is uh, in Veneto, my, the region close to my, uh, from when I was born. And uh, I pretty much played there, lived by myself for two years, uh, got to practice. I didn't really play that many minutes because, you know, they have young players and then they have prof the professional players who, you know, do that for a living. Uh, and that was a completely different experience from college basketball for sure, but definitely uh, allowed me to mature to the point of being able to live by myself here in the US and uh, also to bring some things that maybe American high school players don't have coming in. I believe your favorite player growing up was Milos Teodosic, is, is that right? Yes, how do you know that? Uh, we did our research. That's what I would say, yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you remember the first time you watched him play and why did you fall in love with his game? First time was, um, I was watching the Italian national team, we played against Serbia and, and he is an amazing point guard. I really like, first of all, I really like the way he carries himself on the court. He's like, he has the game face on and uh, he has this weird tick that he does on his forehead yes, yes. before shooting free throws. And then he just understands the game so much better than other point guards. From, uh, personally, I think he's unbelievable and he makes this, you know, like, risk reward kind of passes I used to get in trouble for that <laughs> I've learned how to you know stop myself from doing that but um he just like I mean he's that talented that he can and um, I really like it he's playing the NBA by the yes, way yeah he's not doing like amazingly but um you know I think the adjustment to the NBA is always tough for sure for sure um what about um Trieste as a city uh, it's on the seaside, uh, similar to, to Boston. Uh, are there parallels in terms of the, the city itself compared to, to Boston? Um, I would say people here are slightly more in a rush. Uh, and also, um, Trieste is way smaller. I will compare it with Providence. But sure. you also get a different vibe. Um, Italians actually make fun of uh, the Triestini. It's okay. how we call the people oh, from okay. Trieste. Mm, okay. Because uh, uh, we are, you know, like this melting pot. Um, we have some Slovenians who live uh -huh. there and speak Slovenian. And then, like, we have some Germans. And, you know, like, we're just, we have our dialect. We're kind of like, we seem rude at the beginning, but then we're very welcoming and, okay. like, you know, friendly. So 
Um, and also, you know, we are on the coast, but we have the Carso, which is uh, like uh, how we call our mountains, right behind. Where you know this mix of different things, and I guess like this is how I am, <laughs> mainly because I was born there. So they made fun of you because of that, like in terms of they made like, fun because they're like, yeah, you guys are rude, like you guys whatever. And okay. also, you know, the Father Trieste was um, under was close to Istria, and then we were right on the border. Mm -hmm. We 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 feel Italian, but we don't feel completely. 100% oh, Italian. Okay, okay. Yeah. Actually, I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at some point it was part of Austria because Italy and Austria was kind of one yeah. came together. I studied history. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, history. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So is, is that part of the reason too? Is that like... Yeah, like, under the Austrian Empire, well, yeah. we're talking about 1800 Yes, now, 1800s, but exactly. But yes. they were the only city on the coast and therefore, you know, that's, that was the... Um, most important period for yeah. the city. That's when all the biggest building, Piazza Unita, our main square, developed, mm -hmm. and uh, the, also the economy was uh, doing way better than now. Right. Um, right now, I think the European Union is trying to make Trieste back um, a, a big city, mm -hmm. uh, a big port again. But uh, I honestly haven't been following the news lately, so I, I can't really say much about that. Sure, sure. Um, I believe the the North End in uh, Boston is uh, known as an Italian. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood. In, in fact, uh, we had planned on, on uh, checking it out at some point. Give me your three favorite restaurant spots in the North End. Oh, man. They took me there first day I got here. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is like here. And I'm like, ah, this is not. <laughs> um, well, we always go to Antico Forno, okay. which is like the most famous restaurant. Um, I don't want to like... Uh, you know, make some ad free advertising for anybody, but that's where I usually sure. go. And then I know Mike's Pastry, Kochok, you know, loves cool. Mike's Pastry. So every time we have a recruit, every time we go to the north end, <laughs> they call me over, yeah. <laughs> they take me to eat this cannoli, which I said they're pretty good. For like being here, they're pretty good. Okay. Um, and then, I don't know, the third one, there's this coffee shop. I don't really remember the name, but they have good cappuccino. Okay. And uh, coffee is definitely one of the my biggest go-to when I go over there. Sure. So what's the difference uh, from authentic Italian food to over here? Because any time that it's not, you're eating somewhere that's not the, like, the place where that food is from, whether it's African food or uh, French, Spain, it's Italian, doesn't matter. Obviously, it's not the same. Yeah. But in this case, what's the difference in terms of taste or how it's made? Like, what stands out to you? Um, well, I would say... Definitely the ingredients make it different, make yeah. it taste different. Um, I also think that, you know, they, Americans expect uh, Italian food to be in a certain way, whereas okay. Italians obviously, you know, like, uh, we grew up eating that, so uh, I think probably that's the biggest difference. And then portions is another big one. Sure, yes. Um, <laughs> we don't, you know, yeah. like, when you, go, when you go to an Italian restaurant, you'd never take it to go. Like, you expect to finish all, yeah, yeah. all the guy on your plate. Whereas here, you know, people eat half and then take the rest to go. Yeah, uh -huh. Which, you know, it makes sense because... They you can't finish it. Yeah, they can finish it. Uh, but I would say, yes, definitely these two uh, are the biggest ones. Yeah. Okay. Um... I mean, as today is senior day, and it's a time for yourself to reflect a bit on, on your journey, and it's been you know, four years, that's a, that's a long time. What's one thing you would tell your younger version of yourself four years ago? Mm, one thing I can tell myself. Use your, use your strength to understand the situation and then give your best. Um, 
I think that I sometimes let myself uh, I got down on myself because I misunderstood the situation and misinterpreted it, uh, and that slowed me uh, slowed me down from getting better. I would say, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned by being here. Uh, things are gonna be thrown at you, and um, it's up to you to react in the right way and make the most out of it. And are you uh, referring to kind of like on the court in terms of gaining more trust on the, the court and time? outside of the court? You know, okay. like uh, when I came here, where yeah, I didn't know how to speak English, but sure. definitely like that was my first time studying in different language, mm-hmm. and like you know, the culture was different. I had to get used to pretty much everything over here, meet new people, family was overseas, all this kind of stuff. Uh, definitely on the court, like you get exposed. You're pretty much you know like under the lights when you're over there, but daily life things you know like dealing with your roommates who are different yeah, from you sure. you get into some sort of conversation and they're referring to some you know like back like old american cartoon like mm-hmm. all you these little re- things you can relate you can you, relate yeah, yeah. yeah but you can still get a great experience still enjoy the moment uh, it's really up to you right. so that definitely like gave me confidence looking back um, you know i think i'm way stronger after these four years that i have ever been in kind of the same vein, could you pinpoint maybe one skill uh, on the court, like purely uh, court abilities that you've uh, mastered and improved over your time here at BC? <laughs> Shout out to Megan, I've definitely gotten stronger. <laughs> um, well, I've been working on my, when I came here, I could not shoot the three, whereas right now, I've been, it didn't show today, but I've been shooting pretty consistently. I got my like one shot per game. Um, that's definitely something that I, you know, I'm very stubborn for some of things, and I was like, you know what, I'm working on it, and yeah. I think it uh, showed up this past season in particular. So, I guess that's like the three pointer. That's what I'm gonna say. That's, that's a great answer. Um, to wrap it up, uh, we like to do this thing we call the closing three, and what we do is we ask you three questions, rapid fire, and you just speak to the first thing that that comes to your head. Uh, it can be on the court or off the court. Okay, man, dangerous. Okay. No, 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 uh, what what was your greatest hardship? Uh, getting over the fact that I had an accent. At the beginning, you know, like people were like, oh, I love your accent. I'm like, yes, okay, maybe you do, but sometimes people don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> that's frustrating. And then I just learned how to embrace it. Um, and now, you know, proud of it. And finally, who's your hero or role model? Can I have, get two? Sure, of course, yeah. My parents. Honestly, uh, I think that, you know, they, if I am who I am, it's because of them. Um, they taught me so much, and even if they're far away, they can still find ways to make their presence um, be fed over here. I love them to death, so yeah, my parents. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. Marty, thank you so much for your time. We really Guys, appreciate it. Guys, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Coast to Court series. Uh, you can check out our work at c2cballblog.wordpress.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram as well, both at c2cballblog. 
uh, also on Facebook at facebook.com slash c2cballblog. Uh, please give us a rating and a feedback on iTunes as well. Uh, we definitely appreciate your support and uh, every uh, feedback and uh, comment given. Uh, thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Thank you.